Chapter One, Part Nine of Junior Classics, Volume Two: Folk Tales and Myths. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by phone. Junior Classics, Volume Two: Folk Tales and Myths by William Patton. Stories from the Northern Sagas, Part Nine: The Wonderful Quernstones by Julia Goddard. Once upon a time there was a king of Denmark, or Gotland, as it was then called, whose name was Frothy. He was a great-grandson of the god Thor, and a very mighty king, and wherever the Danish language was spoken, there was Frothy's name honoured and respected. Among his treasures were two quern stones, nothing much to look at, simply two common millstones in appearance, and no one who did not know what they could do would think of taking any notice of them. Nevertheless, these quernstones were of more worth than anything that King Frothy had, for they could produce anything that the grinder of the quern or handmill wished for. They would bring gold, silver, precious stones, anything and everything. And besides this, they could grind love, joy, peace. Therefore, it is not too much to say that these stones were worth more than all the treasures of the king put together. At least, they would have been if he could have made use of them, but they were so heavy that few could be found to turn the quern, and just at the time of which I am speaking, there was no one at all in the land of Gotland able to work away at the quern handle. Now the more King Frothy pondered over his wonderful quern stones, the greater became his desire to use them, and he sought throughout the land from north to south, from east to west, if perchance he might find someone strong enough to help him in his need. But all to no purpose, and he was utterly in despair when, by good luck, he happened to go on a visit to Fjolnir, king of Sweden, and to hear of two slave women of great size and strength. Surely, thought Frothy, these are just the women to grind at my quern grotty, for so it was called. And he asked King Fjolnir to be allowed to see them. So King Fjolnir ordered the slaves to be brought before Frothy, and when Frothy saw them, his spirits rose for certainly Minia and Finia were strong-looking women. They were eight feet in height, and broader across the shoulders than any of Frothy's warriors, and the muscles of their arms stood out like cords. And they lifted heavy weights, threw heavy javelins, and did so many feats of strength that Frothy felt quite sure that they would be able to turn the quern handle. "'I will buy these slaves,' said he, "'and take them with me to Gotland.' Minia and Finia stood with their arms folded and their proud heads bowed down, while Frothy counted out the gold to the seller. They were slaves, with money had they been bought, with money were they sold again. What cared Frothy who was their father, or how they had come into the land of Sweden? And he took them home with him and bade them grind at the quern. Now we should be able to test the power of the wonderful stones. Grind, grind, Minia and Finia. Let me see whether you have strength for the work. So spake the king Frothy, and the huge woman lifted the heavy stones as though they had been pebbles. "'What shall we grind?' asked the slaves. "'Gold, gold, peace and wealth for Frothy.' "'Gold, gold, the land was filled with riches. Treasure in the king's palace, treasure in the coffers of his subjects. Gold, gold! There were no poor in the land, no beggars in the streets, no children crying for bread. All honour to the quernstones.' Peace, peace, no more war in the land. 
frothy is at peace with everyone and more than that there was peace in all countries where frothy's name was known even to the far south and everyone talked of frothy's bees praise be to the cornstones wealth yes everything went well not one of the councils of king frothy failed there was not a green field that did not yield a rich crop not a tree but bent beneath its weight of fruit not a stream that ran dry not a vessel that sailed from the harbours of gotland that came not back after a fair voyage in safety to its haven there was good luck everywhere grind on grind on menia and fenia good fortune is mine said king frothy and the slaves ground on when shall we rest when may we rest king frothy it is weary work toiling day and night no longer than whilst the cuckoo is silent in the spring never ceasing is the cry of the cuckoo in the groves may we not rest longer not longer answered king frothy than whilst the verse of a song is sung that is but little sighed minia and Finia, and they toiled on their arms were weary and their eyes heavy they would fain have slept but frothy would not let him have any sleep they were but slaves who must obey their master so they toiled on still grinding peace and wealth to frothy to frothy and his queen joy and peace may plenty in the land still increase frothy and his queen from dangers keep may they on beds of down sweetly sleep no sword be drawn in gotland old by murderer bold no harm befall the high or low to none be woe good luck to all good luck to all we grind we grind no rest we find for rest we call thus sang the two giant women then they begged again give us rest o frothy but still frothy answered rest whilst the verse of a song is sung or as long as the cuckoo is silent in the spring no longer would the king give them yet frothy was deemed a good king but gold and good luck were hardening his heart menia and fenia went on grinding and their wrath grew deeper and deeper and thus at last they spoke first said fenia thou wert not wise o frothy thou didst buy us because like giants we towered above the other slaves because we were strong and hardy and could lift heavy burdens and menia took up the wail are we not of the race of the mountain giants are not our kindred greater than thine o frothy the quern had never left the grey fell but for the giant's daughters never never should we have ground as we have done had it not been that we remembered from what race we sprang then answered menia nine long winters saw us training to feats of strength nine long winters of wearisome labour deep down in the earth we toiled and toiled until we could move the high mountain from its foundations we are weird women o frothy we can see far into the future our eyes have looked upon the quern before in the giant's house we whirled it until the earth shook and hoarse thunder resounded through the caverns thou art not wise o frothy o frothy thou art not wise but frothy heard them not he was sleeping the sweet sleep that the cornstones had ground for him strong are we indeed laughed fenia sorrowfully strong to contend with the puny men we whose pastime in sweden was to tame the fiercest bears so that they ate from our hands 
we who fought with mighty warriors and came off conquerors we who helped one prince and put down another well we fought and many were the wounds we received from sharp spears and flashing swords frothy knows not her power or he would scarce have brought us to his palace to treat us thus here no one has compassion upon us cold are the skies above us and the pitiless wind beats on our breasts cold is the ground on which we stand and the keen frost bites our feet ah there are none to pity us no one cares for the slaves we grind forever an enemy squirn and he gives us no rest grind grind i am weary of grinding i must have rest nay returned Menia, talk not of rest until frothy is content with what we bring him then Phenia started if he gives us no rest let us take it ourselves why should we any longer grind good for him who only gives us evil we can grind what we please let us revenge ourselves then Menia turned to handle quicker than ever and in a wild voice she sang i see a ship come sailing with warriors bold aboard there's many a one that in danish blood would be glad to dip his sword say shall we grind them hither say shall they land to-night say shall they set the palace afire say shall they win the fight then called Fenia in a voice of thunder through the midnight air frothy frothy awake awake wilt thou not listen to us have mercy and let us rest our weary limbs but all was still and frothy gave no answer to the cry nay answered menia he will not hearken little he cares for the worn-out slaves revenge revenge and frothy slept not dreaming of the evil that was coming upon him and again Phineas shouted frothy frothy awake the beacon is blazing danger is nigh wilt thou not spare but frothy gave no answer and the giant women toiled on oh frothy frothy we cannot bear our weariness and still no answer came frothy frothy danger is nigh thee well-manned ships are gliding over the sea it is Messinger who comes his white sail flutters in the wind his flag is unfurled frothy frothy awake awake thou shalt be king no longer and as the giant women ground the words they spake came to pass they were grinding revenge for themselves and brought the enemy nearer and nearer ho hearken to the herald frothy frothy the town is on fire the palaces will soon be ruined heaps grind menia ever more swiftly until we grind death to frothy and menia and Phenia ground and ground till Messinger and his followers landed from the ships they ground until they had reached the palace to arms to arms shouted the warder but it was too late the gotlanders armed themselves but who could stand against the army that the slave women were grinding against them not long did the struggle last frothy and his gotlanders fought bravely but the sea king and his allies were mightier for the giantesses were in giant mood and turned to handle faster and faster until down fell the quernstones then sank frothy pierced with wounds and the fight was over the army that menia and Phenia had ground to help Messinger vanished and Messinger and his men alone were left conquerors on the bloody field they loaded their ships with treasure 
and Meisinger took with him Menia, Fenia, and the Quernstones. But, alas, Meisinger was no wiser than King Frothy had been. Gold, however, was not his first thought. He had enough of that, but he wanted something else that just then was more to him than gold. There was no salt on board the Sea King's vessels, so he said, Grind salt. And Menia and Fenia ground salt for Meisinger. At midnight they asked if they had ground enough, and Meisinger bade them grind on. And so they ground and ground until the ship was so heavy with salt that it sank, and the Sea King and all his men were drowned. Where the quernstones went down there is to this day a great whirlpool, and the waters of the sea have been salt ever since. End of chapter 1, part 9. Recording by phone.